listening to the New Century Multiverse, Panther Soul. Chapter 35 The Return Colonash. It is tomorrow. The old grey lizard ranching tiger patriarch wakes to the dawn and a persistent panther pounding upon his front door. He takes one look at me and hatred fizzles in his gaze, mingled with surprise and fear. I drop a bag of opals into his paw. Your reptiles have a new home now, I say quickly. I am sorry I could not return them as promised, and for embarrassing you and your sons. You fought well, and any normal panther would have been spitting out his teeth, but um, I'm kinda sorta the heavyweight champion of the world. Sorry for the hustle. <laughs> that explains a few things. He growls and scowls at me, but takes the opals. This is going to be a rocky path. At the village of Surish, I run from the steps of the Smilotron and knock on the elder's door. Dalish, my brave, loyal, brief companion, answers, and her eyes light up. Huh. You've returned to us. She exclaims. I spot my flamestone in a pouch at her hip. I hold up a familiar statuette as her father and brother appear in the room behind. The old snow leopard's eyes are only on the trinket. Why did you keep Zura hidden once you had stolen them? I ask him. Bandits. He mutters, eyeing me suspiciously. Thieves would hear of his treasure on display and take it easily. Then the safest place for Zura to watch over your village is up there, with their paramour, I say, pointing up to where the Zawan temple hides in the frozen mists. He looks yearningly at his prize of yesterday, and slowly nods his agreement before becoming fearful. But my daughter and my son... He begins. You're right, I nod holding up a paw reassuringly. Keep them close to you. They are cunning and brave and will make excellent leaders. And I have new guides to turn my world right side up. The sun eyes me quizzically. You want a rematch? He asks. Maybe sometime. I grin, looking him briefly up and down before departing for the mountaintop. Yeah, gotcha. At the gates of Yamaya village, Stardancer urges me forward as a gaggle of panthers approach. They are flanked by far more warriors than I ever recall living with our group. This place has grown, and with it, a sense of protectiveness, of something more precious than ever before. The first face I recognize is Garak, father of my father. Grandfather is charcoal gray now, all over and has lost one of his legs. He does not recognize me by sight, 
which brings me sadness. But like so many, he does recognize the Cloudbreaker. His eyes fill with fear. I am glad I urged Beatrix to remain in the Smilotron with Leah, considering what she tells me of how my father was treated. The assumption that we are here to conquer them is entirely understandable. I behave strangely, considering the circumstances, but it is all I can think of. I pull the gauntlet from my paw and lay it before me, then kneel down behind it, the least aggressive movement I can conceive. Who are you? A voice cries out, and a tall, stern young female panther cub with striking green eyes and a familiar garnet necklace stalks towards me. She looks at my woven skirt and, like the others, recognizes it as a match for hers. There is a long pause, and I lower my head in supplication. Did you steal this livery? She demands. Or are you one of our own? I cannot speak. The words won't come. I am in fact gripped by panic. Yes, yes. he is one of yours, says Stardancer in rapport behind me, a reassuring touch on my shoulder. What is your name? I am Shao. The cub announces. Daughter of Shala. The last time I saw her from afar, she was a bump in her mother's belly. Shao, this is Kolonash, says Stardancer, now in Sawahi. Paka, Nyosi, I correct, in the same language. The name my father gave me. Our father. This the cub recognizes. Her eyes widen. Do you seek to take the Yamaya group back? She demands, her stance altering, ready for a fight. And lead this nation? So brave. May I meet with him? I ask. She considers. I reach down and offer her the Cloudbreaker. You may hold it while I walk among our people again, I say. Our people. This pleases her, but she is still suspicious. We are led to the great house of the chieftain. Every poor tread takes me back further into yesterday. I see panthers I remember. I can recall my mother. Her name was Colonara. I can think of that name now, and the face that went along with it, and not feel overcome. Garak hobbles alongside, staring at my ensemble. What is it, Krampo? I ask. I am just looking at your tattoos, he comments in his husky old voice. A bit much, aren't they? I stop on the spot and start to chuckle. Relief floods through me as the old cat shakes his head incredulously. I reach out and he allows me to draw him into a gentle embrace. We thought you dead, he says quietly. So far into yesterday. I am sorry for this wary treatment. You should have been welcomed back with jubilation. <laughs> you are entirely forgiven, I reassure him. It was my fault for staying away, and I understand why you must all be cautious. Shal has been watching warily. Does he ever speak of me? I ask her, a cub-like timidity creeping into my voice. I wish I could tell you yes, she replies. But 
our father has grown adept at hiding his greatest pains over the years. I am stilled, and my sorrow and regret spreads through me like wildfire. And that thought which has new dominion in my mind announces itself once more. This day is precious. I do not have many. Step forward with the greatest of enthusiasm. So I do. I am led into his chamber, where behind more guards, each bearing fearsome spears, he sits upon a throne of broad red leaves, framing him like the sunset. He has been told who I am, and I do not know what he will say. His eyes survey me as I kneel. My head is bowed and I cannot see what he is doing. Perhaps he will strike me dead. That would be unfortunate. I feel a paw at my chest and look up to see him now crouched before me at eye level. He looks at my clothes, a mixture of the cultures of panther and lion. He examines my tattoos, my scars, and then the Cloudbreaker, held up in offering by my sister. This, he says slowly, this looks like there are many stories behind it. Yes, there are, I assure him. Will you tell them to me, Kolo? His voice is gentle. I am lost for words. All I can do is nod emphatically. He glances at Stardancer beside me. You remind me of someone, he says, looking through their paint. I am told that a lot, they reply. So begins the seventh of my lives. It is tomorrow, at the Temple of Isis in the deep Durga lands. We set the Smilotron down, and I usher my companions quietly under the watchful gaze of the giant stone lion's head and through the front doors. It is quiet, but wondrous. We all stare up at the mural on the ceiling, all those stories playing out and intermingling telling the grand tale of our world. I motion to Beatrix and Leah to drop to one knee. When the Gagaku approaches, I say, be the most respectful you have ever been to anyone in your entire life. She may kill me on the spot for tricking her. Yesterday, I pull out an extremely old scroll, depicting the union of two very different peoples by means of a magic doorway and I lay it down in front of me as my peace offering. Perhaps she will not murder me in front of a cub. All the same, I begin to get very nervous that I am now endangering Leah, and as every moment elapses with no appearance from the one swathed in orange with the long black talons and the fearsome lion mask, the more unsettled I become. I can scent her, but only faintly. Meanwhile, Stardance is pacing the cathedral, staring at the walls, drinking in the imagery, entranced. 
They stop at a wide and vivid depiction of tigers in battle. Star's face is mournful, yet their attention is fixed, breathing in deeply, scenting the land, hungrily. Star stoops beside a puddle in the cracked floor and wipes a wet paw across the painted pink leopard spots upon their arm. The paint smears and crumbles away, and they redouble their efforts, scooping more water and removing more paint until the puddle runs fuchsia. When Stardancer turns around, we are looking at a tall blue tiger. I can smell my memories. We eventually leave the temple, though traversing the crumbling ruins of the city of Isis brings back yesterdays of my own. I keep the scroll with me. It is too precious to just hope that the Gagaku will find it first. I follow Stardancer through the haunted, overgrown environs, hopping over collapsed bridges as my old companion allows themselves to be led by their senses. Behind us, in the Sabretooth, accompanied by Beatrix, Leah picks her way around the jungle, trying carefully to not disturb any stonework at the edges of the city, or to uproot any trees. We walk and we walk. Night falls, and Star is still moving. They will not stop to rest until we beg them. They have found a trail that they swear they know. listening to episode 35 of Panther Soul, The Return, written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Short Grey Tiger Papa, performed by Orion Richardson. Dalesh, performed by Shanta Parasuraman. Twain, performed by Tahir Chai. Damar, performed by Morris Seng. Garak and Chief Shala, performed by Matt Wardle. Shal, performed by Loretta Saylor. Stardancer, performed by Theo Lee. Colo Nash, performed by Alex Shaw. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Panther Soul Theme, Zard, composed and performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Whimsy Groove, Decline, and Plaint by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Forest Fantasy Sounds by Blue Zone Corporation. Oasis City, Wusha Village, Invisible Mountain, Cathedral, and The Strange, all ambience from Tabletop Audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon, and our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you to Aaron Lecluse, Abel Sabard, Alejandra Vargas, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolf, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, John Clawson, Joe Gluck, Josh Waster, 
Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Marty Polmeyer, Matthew A. Siebert, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellas Haryo, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Skeels Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. For the maximum New Century Multiverse experience, you need to be checking out the podcast Through the Wind Door, where Greg Downing and Toby Skeels Jungius talk us through each story like a book club and go into mind-boggling depth. I don't know about you, but I like having my mind boggled. They're currently up to Steamheart. And if you want to read the entirety of Panthersoul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon and get access to all the New Century ebooks and audiobooks. 